I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Peter, you were one of the guys who decided to not play your senior season in high school since you guys were, were playing in spring and then chose to come to Utah instead and enroll early and be and playing in spring ball. Have you already seen the benefits of that? Yeah, I think it benefits me a lot, especially just getting you know to know the offense as quickly as possible so I can compete as fast as possible. And of course, I would want to play. I mean, it was an unfortunate situation with the uh, without playing high school, without my senior year of high school, but I'm definitely, the benefits are definitely paying off right now with just getting to know the offense. Hey Peter, you obviously mentioned that last season for you. I mean, how hard was that decision to make, whether staying in, in high school or, or uh, being able to come out here? And, and what do you feel like uh, you can do, especially in such a competitive room with, with a lot of talented quarterbacks? I mean, it was a definitely, it was a definitely really tough decision for me. It was, especially because I built such a connection with my high school team, my high school coach. But just looking at the situation, you know, you had to just, I had to make a tough decision. And I just decided to come up here to, you know, get myself involved in the offense as quickly as possible. But um, now the, the quarterback room is, it's really good. We have a lot of good quarterbacks. It's great also to learn just from the older guys too, with their experience and they can teach me a lot of things. and. Coach Ludwig is teaching me great things. It's just a really good opportunity to be up here. Following up on that real quick, you you committed pretty quickly. I mean, you you kind of set the tone for this recruiting class and and uh, stayed firm. I mean, what what was it that was so convincing about Utah that you didn't even really want to think about any other schools and and just commit here? I mean, it was just a perfect fit for me. You know, it was just one of those things where it's like I, everything I need is here. What's the point of looking somewhere else? You know, so I didn't really want and we'll also take the opportunity away from me too. So I just wanted to lock myself in and happy to be here. You haven't, you haven't had the opportunity to compete, you know, for, for a long time. You've done a lot of training, but just how excited are you to take the field again in this kind of setting? I'm, I'm very excited. And it's, it's been a while since I've gone on the field and played, but I just can't wait to get on the field and just get throwing the ball again. And and to follow up on that, um, 
what's going to be the biggest priority for you uh, in camp? Uh, and, and how are you, I guess, how are you going to learn from the older guys in the room? I'd say the biggest thing for me is just mentally getting down the offense. You know, it's just getting down the offense is probably the biggest priority for me right now. I, I can, I'll always work on my physical abilities to get better. But just getting down the offense is probably the biggest thing. And again, the older guys are helping me a lot. You know, they're always, they're always willing to answer questions. There's never like, they'll never say no. You know, they'll, they're just really helpful. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.